never seen this room anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on my the Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Andy. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. It's a special day. First day of Black History Month. Today is the first day of Black History Month. Absolutely. I don't know why, but I feel very black this month. Today is okay. Today is also my wife's birthday. So happy birthday, Gia. Happy birthday, baby. What are you guys doing? Is it a surprise? I don't want to tell you. No, because she might be listening. Oh, I didn't know if it was a surprise. Now we're doing a bunch of things today. Today's the birthday. We're going to go get some food at a new restaurant in the city. Then it's just going to be a little spa time. We're just going to just spend quality time together. Man, Christmas together. just happened, man, and Valentine's is around the corner. You ain't got to do too much. That is a terrible time to have a birthday in between those two holidays because Valentine's Day is coming up. Terrible for who? Kind of selfish for her well, to be expecting something right now. Yeah, I'm Because Envy might be like this for your birthday and Valentine's listen, Day. Listen, and Christmas. <laughs> listen, kind of selfish for her for, to be expecting something right now, okay? Hey, hey. All right, Christmas just happened. She could be she Val- could be a little selfish. Valentine's Day right around the corner. She right. Trust she, me, I know my birthday's right. right after Christmas. Yeah. I always get joint presents. This $20 is for your birthday and Christmas. That's right. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of joint presents, that's a great present. Get her a joint. You know what I mean? Get her a nice... Get her some nice cushion with some good paper, some gold wrapping paper. Woo, that's a gift there now. Come I'll get on, you now. guys some edibles. You can really party. Woo! I got it's all the that stuff that already at the crib. Allegedly, I don't need none of that stuff. It's, it's the thought that counts. Every, women love to say that, but they be like, it's the thought that counts, but you better think big. You better think big. <laughs> <laughs> you better have something in that bag in your hands when you walk in that door. My oh, goodness. Man. Well, we got a special guest joining us this morning. Amanda Seals will be joining us. Yes, the homie Amanda Seals. She's actually going to be at uh, Caroline's here in New York City. Mm-hmm. The comedy club all weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yes, yeah. right. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Uh, we are going to be talking about Valentine's Day. And then we'll talk about Tom Brady's water habit. How much water does he drink a day? 25 glasses. It's more than that. And it could kill an ordinary person. Oh. Okay. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. If you wanted to, these expensive, these is red bottoms, these is bloody shoes. Hit the score, I can get them both. I don't want to choose, and I'm quick, cutting off, so don't get comfortable. Look, I don't dance now, I make money move. Say, I don't gotta dance, I make money move. If I see you now, speak, that means I don't. I'm a boss who a worker, bitch, I make bloody moves. Now she say, she gon' do what a who? Let's find out and see, Cardi B. You know where I'm at, you know where I be. You in the club, just to party, I'm there, I get paid a fee. I be in and out them bench so much, I know they tired of me. Honestly, don't give a who in front of me. Drop two mixtapes in six months, we're breaking as hard as me. I don't bother with these don't let these bother me. They see pictures, they say ghosts. 
Tell them who they trying to be. Look, I might just chill in some babe. I might just chill with your boo. I might just spill on your babe. My feel like a lake. He want to swim with his face. I'm like, okay. okay. I let him get what he want. He buy me Issa Laurent in the new wave. When it go fast as a horse, I got the trunk in the front. I'm the hottest in the street. No, you probably heard of me. Got a bag and fix my teeth. Hope you hope no, it ain't cheap. And I pay my mama bills. I ain't got no time to chill. Think these be mad at me. They baby father run a bill. They little you can f with me if you wanted to. These expensive, these is red bottoms, these is bloody shoes. Hit the score, I can get them both. I don't wanna choose. And I'm quick, cutting also don't get comfortable. Look, I don't dance now, I make money moves. Say I don't gotta dance, I make money move. If I see you now speak, that means I don't f with you. I'm a boss who I work with, work with, I make bloody moves. If you a you get popped, you a goofy, you a op. Don't you come around my way, you can't hang around my block. And I just check my account, turns out I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. I put my hand above my hip, I bet you dip, he dip, she dip. I say, I get the money and go, dip this hot like a stove. My glitter is gold, tell that little bitch her roll. I just a rope and a rose, I just came up in a rave. I need to fill up the tank, no, I need to fill up the safe. I need to let all these girls know they none of them. Dinner and steak, only the real can relate. I used to live in the peace, now it's a crib with a gate. Rolly got charms, the life of the place. Hard to let these, let these know, just in case he's forgot. I just wanna check the mail, another check from Mona Scott. You can f with me if you wanted to. These expensive, these is red bottoms, these is bloody shoes. Hit the store, I can get them both. I don't wanna choose, and I'm quick, cutting. So don't get comfortable. Look, I don't dance now. I make money moves. Say I don't gotta dance. I make money move. If I see you now speak, that means I don't f with you. I'm a boss. Hey. I'm a worker. I make bloody moves. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's Charlemagne the Guy. Who is Charlemagne the Guy? I said Charlemagne the Guy. You said the guy. The guy, too. <laughs> All right, well, let's get in some front page news. Let's talk Tom Brady. Yes, Tom Brady. He has his book, The TB12 Method, and he talks about his hydration routine. He reportedly drinks over 37 glasses of water per day. That's and, a lot because and the expert I read from the book said he drinks 25 glasses a day. Well, here's what he had to say when asked about how much he drinks. So you drink like 115 ounces of water? Yeah, probably more, just because uh, there's still a lot of you know output per day. So I'm still losing a lot of fluids. I'd say like if you weren't exercising on a particular day, that would be the baseline. I would say half your body weight ounces. But you know you have muscle injuries because you know you've lost so much fluid. Muscles are dehydrated. Muscles are tight. I try to stay really on top of my hydration. You know I'm asking my body to perform at the highest levels. I need the highest levels of hydration too. And he adds uh, electrolytes to everything he drinks. Right, he said uh, add electrolytes also. Goodness gracious. Now he also feels like you can flush out toxins and increase your chances of pliability, which is leaner, softer mus muscles. And he says that can prevent sunburns, which is actually just an anecdotal claim. Now, according to... Yeah, put on some SPF 40. Professionals, they're saying it's not good because after you drink too much water, you could potentially die. That condition is called hyponatremia. That's when you flush so much water through your system, there's not enough sodium 
left. So. Who are you going to listen to, the experts or Tom Brady? Look at how that man's performing at 40 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to the experts when we got living proof that it's fine right he, here. He must go to the bathroom a lot. Think about it. <laughs> I go to the bathroom a lot. I drink about maybe he don't got nothing else to do. 15 glasses. Oh, he, he go to the Super Bowl and go to the bathroom. That's all he got to do all day long. What's the problem? Drop on the clues bombs with Tom Brady. Respect him, but F him. Well, don't try that at home, basically. Well, I don't see why not. Live like Brady, damn it. That man is 40 years old and performing at the highest level. Well, don't drink 37 glasses of water a day. I don't see no reason not to. You got to give me a... If Tom Brady wouldn't have the Super Bowl, then y'all going to have to come with a very valid reason for me not to drink 37 glasses of water. You could die. Hey, eight Super Bowls. How many have you been to? Eight, right? Six wins? And it's also very individual how much water you should drink. It depends on your body weight. They say men should drink more than women do per day, so... He drinks four protein shakes a day, too. Jeez. Yeah, I don't recommend that either. Does he eat? <laughs> for the average person. Yeah, but he's working out yeah, way more average, than the average person. Well, he's burning though. a lot of it off. Yeah. Like now, I'm saying for the average person, don't mm-hmm. think that what he does is what you should do unless you're working out like Tom Brady. All right, now let's discuss uh, the trial that's going on with these twins. Now, this all started about a year ago. Alexandria and, and Anastasia Duval, they were twins, and they had a yoga studio together, but... They had a sibling rivalry that was uh, supposedly just very deadly, apparently now. Alexandria's lawyers are saying the crash was an accident because what happened is the other sister uh, drove her SUV off of a cliff in Hawaii and murdered her sister in the process. So they're saying it was an accident. Now, other people are saying, though, they used to argue all the time about all kinds of things, and they actually had a really bad competition with each other. And in addition to that, they're saying Anastasia's former boyfriend says that Alexandria dressed in her sister's clothes after she killed her and tried to seduce him after the wreck happened. So they so Hold on. That, that headline on Revolt says, Twin on trial for allegedly staring car off cliff to kill his sister. Yes. What made her think she wouldn't die? That's the other they thing. They both in the same yeah, car. That's, yeah, that's, What's up, man? That's a gamble. Well, I got, I got, well, we both going off the huh? cliff? So... Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> seatbelt. That's very logical to you, huh, Steve? Yeah. Our cameraman Steve yells out, she's wearing, wearing a seatbelt. Seat yeah, like drive, driving off a cliff. Yeah, okay. Like you won't die anyway. No doubt. Oh, my yeah, goodness. airbag will protect you from driving off a cliff. Well, maybe she was, you know, how okay. she, maybe they got into a huge argument and she just went crazy and was like, we're going to kill us both. And she ended up living. Who knows? Well, y'all came in together. Might as well die together. But, yeah, her argument is that it was just a tragic accident. Okay. All right, well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, maybe you need to vent, or if you just want to spread some positivity. Phone lines are open. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Tanisha from Norfolk. Hey, Tanisha, get it off your chest. Um, I'm blessed this morning because every day I wake up to go to my job and I can take care of my two babies. So I'm blessed this morning. Congratulations, baby. Thank you. I love y'all so much. I watch y'all every, I mean, listen to y'all every morning on my way to work. We love you, hey, too. Baby, thank you for having no taste. Hello, who's this? This is EJ. Hey, get it off your chest. Well, I just want to say that I'm thankful. Today, um, I had been in and out of the nursing homes three times because I couldn't walk. I'm at my house now. I'm walking, and I'm helping my family, and I am thankful. Okay, Well, congratulations, That is truly a blessing. I I feel gratitude this morning. There's a lot of people thankful this morning. I like when gratitude is the attitude. Hello, who's this? 
Hi, how y'all doing today? This is T Mattis, T E E M A D I S. I got something to get off my chest. Go ahead, okay. bro. Not mad or blessed today. Okay, waiting to on you. My chest. Yeah, my thing to get off my chest is two years ago when I was in New York, I hollered at Angelie's homegirl, and she told me, ew, to my face. It was all good. I didn't mind it. I brushed off kept butcher. But I will tell you this. I made an observation of you three collectively. Ew. Every morning you guys come off with some type of sexual innuendo off of another topic you were talking about, and you guys say no stuff like that. No, we Nobody don't. says that ever. We don't play no. We oh, grown yeah, men. We don't pause. Do that. Especially you to Charlemagne and DJ Envy. Good morning, everybody. Hi, Angela Yee. I don't think so. I don't think me and Charlemagne. Char Char we let the gayness openly yes, fly. You, you guys party around that booty hole joke all day, every day. And I will say this. That's a we play around the rim, above the rim, baby. Above the rim. <laughs> but check it out, though. But check it out, though. As a collective, if you have taken any psychology courses and you study. Uh -oh throughout your, the course of your life, you guys either suffer from one or two things. Either you all are homophobic or you're curious. What do you think it is yeah, from your assessment? Chocolate I don't need that situation to y'all. Um, I don't Bye. know. I'm going to ponder that one. I have never thought about it. Hmm? I never thought about it. I can always tell y'all, man, there's nothing a man has told me yet to finesse me out my boxing briefs. <laughs> all right? Not so, yet. But it know. could happen. Yeah, I mean, I know. I ain't. I'm married. No, okay. But <laughs> if just, you wasn't married. If I wasn't married, I ain't thinking about it. I you just know can't get over the fact that my friend told him, ew. Well, why is there no gray area, though? Why we got to be either homophobic or gay? Hey, I don't know. Why can't we just be having some fun? I love me. I love a good racist joke, and I love a good gay joke. Whoa. All right? What you mean, whoa? There's no whoa. A good racist joke. Whoa. Yes, I love a good I love a good joke about race, and I love a good joke about gayness. Well, keep your fingers away from me, because I don't like that type of fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's not your idea of a good time? That's not my <laughs> idea of a good time, all right? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need the vent. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Bar man, coming out of uh, Charleston, man. I'm out here in the morning, heading out. Yo, 843, what's happening? I need you to slow down. Though. You sound like you had a lot of pork this morning. Calm down, man. Hey, yo, hey, yo. Hey, yo, DJ Envy and, and, and uh, Angelique, this is a true story. I kid you not. I'm coming out of the joint. I was talking to a cat, and he hooked me up with Charlemagne the God, and Charlemagne talked to me before he got that platform. He didn't have no money or nothing, and he was dead broke, That's and he true. was amazed at the story. Soon as he got that platform, this is the green-eyed genie, the creator of hip-hop. All pioneers know it. And now everybody, they doing a movie on me, and here Charlemagne didn't have no money. Y'all didn't even know him, DJ Envy and, and Angela Lee. He so? didn't have no money or none of that. So, so? he got that platform, Goldie's my man, Charlemagne, your best friend, Goldie. Nigga. He put you on the phone with me when I was driving the trolley bus in Charleston, doing the million dollar weddings, taking everybody to the plantation that was coming from all over the country. And you talked to me for about 30 minutes. And I told you I was the creator. You didn't have no money. You was dead broke. Soon as you got that platform, <laughs> like many black people do, you flip, got a book deal, move your family out of there. Now you're over in Jersey. Goldie, me and Goldie talk about you all the time. He, he works in your Jersey, best though. He, well, he, he works in New York. Well, he works in New York. Mate. And I, then me and Ben Bada driving around in the van with Grand Wizard Theodore in shootouts, 1975, 1976, 77, 78. I'm in the martial arts, tearing the 
out the frame. 35 years in the martial arts, and we over here, I'm bringing this culture to all the five bubbles. Nobody knew no hip-hop, knew of nothing. You come out the country of some March corner, first living in, in Charleston, Charleston, all of that back then was all bummy and dirty. Now you get a platform, you don't know the history, you don't know the life, but you know what's about it? It's millions just like you, Charlemagne, so I'm not going to even hate on you Right now, you go on I don't YouTube. know. I don't. I, I, I sound like hate to me, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, listen, uh, Goldie is my calling. guy. Uh, that's not my best yeah, friend, yeah. but that's my guy. And number two, I don't understand your point. Yeah, I was broke at one point yeah, in my life. Dead, broke and, and people dead. come up. I don't understand what your point is. I, 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 don't, I, I don't get it. I, I don't. I don't. Like you spoke to me back understand. in the day, and then now what? You spoke I, to him for thirty <laughs> minutes. And I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> you know, you from South Carolina. You was broke. You got a job in New York. You work in New York. I don't see the problem. I mean. Like a great come up story to me. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I, I was proud of you. I mean, hey, salute to my dude, Gold, Golden Eyes. Though I still talk to Goldie. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, if your family was you. in South Carolina, that'd be a long drive every morning from South I, Carolina. I, I, to work. I don't get the point of the whole story he just told Goldie us. Goldie got to be like, why you put me in it? But good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious, he was mad. Hello, who's this? Hey man, it's Davey Ruffin again, man. I'm back. I'm trying to redeem myself. I'm all right though this morning. I'm blessed. How y'all doing? Redeem yourself for what? It's been a weird morning. But what's up, bro? I'm all right, man. I've been on, you know, I got away two days ago. You know, I'm just an up-and-coming comedian. But what I really wanted to get off my chest is why at 6 in the morning, some certain people, I think they forgot about hygiene. You see what I'm saying? Uh -uh. There's no reason at 6 in the morning... You smell like the back of a trash truck, and the shift just started. You nah. know I mean? you're damn right. Hey, but if you do garbage, though, if you're a garbage person, it stays in your pores, though. Come a on, sanitation worker. It might have been good. It might have been trash from the day before. And to the guy that called uh, right before this, it's Angela Yee. He kept saying Angela Lee. It's Angela Everyone Yee. Everyone does that. The man is clearly eating pork early in the morning, man. Don't tell And I that. just want to say, sometimes people smell because of their clothes. You ever notice that? Sometimes people, if you shower and you put on dirty clothes or old that dirty coat, you're still gonna smell. So make sure you. You wash your clothes. Or oh, you don't too. use, or if you use cheap detergent, sometimes cheap detergent don't work. That's why you gotta Febreze everything. Okay. Freeze. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800 585. You ain't broke no more, Solomon. You ain't got to Febreze everything no I'm more. Always, that guy I'm always I'm always live like I'm broke. Okay? You ain't got to Febreze. Just, <laughs> just get some, just get some I detergent. I just wasn't sure what he wanted. Like, nobody. He, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we got rumors on the way. Man, well, let's talk about a tragedy that happened yesterday. A really sad story about an ex NBA player. We'll tell you all about that if you haven't seen it already on social media or on the news, okay? All right. We'll get into that when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Hello. First day of Black History Month. What's That's happening? Right. Show my black ass all month. Black Panther come out in a couple weeks, too. Drop one of the clues bombs with Black Panther. I'm still jealous and envious of everybody who's already seen it. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk to Sha. It's this is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, the shy has already been renewed for a season two, so congratulations to them. It's only four episodes in, Great and congrats. Showtime made a big announcement yesterday. Now, the head of programming, Gary Levine, said, from viewers and critics alike, the response to the shy has been so enthusiastic from the very start that our decision to renew the series was an easy one. Dropping the clues bombs for Lena Waif. Great show. I didn't get to see Sunday, though. I, yeah, it was, I told you I was flipping back and forth between the Grammys and the Shy. The Shy makes me appreciate uh, appointment television. Because, you know, when you binge watching shows, you don't really have the sense of urgency because you can just watch them whenever you want. 
But when you know that show come on Sunday at 10 o'clock, you're going to have your ass there Sunday at 10 o'clock. I ain't going to lie. I missed a couple of weeks, and I like just watching it it's when I want to watch episodes, it. Yeah. And I, I missed three weeks, and I'm, I've been watching it all weekend. Me and the wife watched it all weekend. We sat there, laid down, and just watched it. I like that better. All right. Well, the series premiere is the network's best since Billions back in 2016. That's my show, too. I like Billions. All right. Blake Griffin, he was just as surprised as everybody else when he got traded. He found out on Twitter. He spent his entire seven-year career with the Clippers. He said no one from the organization called to inform him of that deal before it hit social media. So he said it was disappointing to find out on Twitter just like everybody else, but he understands that business is business, and he's excited to be in Detroit. I'm surprised yeah. he didn't have a no-trades clause where they have to call call him first, like with, with Melo. You couldn't just trade Melo. You, Melo had to approve that. Yeah, but Melo was a, a, a wily veteran by the time that happened. Like Melo was on like his second or third contract. Blake by the Griffin's time. third contract. Blake by Griffin's the time a that superstar. You don't think he'd have put that in his contract? Not no, not early on like that. And by the way, it's his second contract. Forget all of that. You know the advice we should be giving Blake Griffin? Hmm. Where to buy a coat? All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go tell him where to buy a coat right now. Okay. They should have given him a heads up though before Twitter. What That's that is cold term. in Detroit? No, that he's what? getting traded. Yeah, he need Come to get on. a starter jacket. Get a, get yourself a starter. All right, and rest in peace What's to Rasul Butler. He was killed in a car crash. Ex NBA player. He and his wife were killed. So sad. He was 38 years old, and they believe the car was speeding before he lost control. It was a Range Rover around 2 a.m., struck a parking meter, and slammed into a wall, and the car flipped. So uh. rest in peace to him. He survived by a daughter from a previous relationship, Raven Butler. Now he and his wife were both killed. Jesus. Really sad situation. Mm-hmm. Leah LaBelle. So rest in peace to them, and our condolences to their families. Word is bomb. Rise up for them and their family. Jesus As well, Christ. a lot of people on social media were also paying their respects. Blake Griffin said, you are a great teammate and an even better person. Rest in peace, my friend. John Wall said, I will always remember the time we shared together as teammates. You were the big brother. Kevin Love said, incredibly sad news to hear about Russell Butler and his wife, Leah. Prayers to both of their families through this tough time. Mm-hmm. And Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant said, rest in peace, my brother as well as Alan Iverson. That's kind of a freak accident, right? I was looking at the moon last night because they had that big full moon. Mm-hmm. And I got in the car last night with the driver. I said, all right, now you drive carefully. After I saw that story, because you know I'm a hypochondriac. So. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Ms. Yee. When we come back, Amanda Seals will be in the building. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. The amazing Amanda, Amanda Seals. Seals. Yay! Hey First of all, I want to thank Amanda for being a uh, great tour guide in Grenada. Her, uh, is that your? That's Home Island, right? Yeah, yeah. citizenship. He discovered Sour Stop, and he hasn't started stopped talking about oh, it. Oh man, all nothing, of the healing properties. Oh, uh, nothing makes you relax like Sour Stop tea. <laughs> I drink a cup before bed. I literally bought like ten bags of Sour Stop tea. I'm really impressed because you came to Grenada, and like a lot of times, I feel like since Grenada's not a touristy. Grenada has tourism, but it's not geared towards tourism in the same way that, like, Jamaica or Barbados is. Like, mm-hmm. you'll have folks come that are just like, well, why isn't this so, e-? you know, why isn't this this way or why isn't this yeah. that way? And you guys were so just, like, laid back, willing to try anything. Absolutely. You know, sometimes you get Americans that come to these places and they really don't care about the culture. Mm-hmm. They're just like, where's that beach? <laughs> Where can I get braids? Word. And claim that Bo Derek did it. <laughs> so. now, now, where do we start with Amanda Seals? It's so much I want to touch. Like, w- w- I love what you said. And we've talked about this. You said men love pussy but hate women. I said some men. Some men. Yeah, not all men. men. My bad. Yeah, that's that's a whole other argument. Some men. Some men. I've just been seeing that quite a bit, like, especially when you see dudes who are, like, fearless about it. Like, this Jay... 
whatever day person. Um, what? Jay Holiday. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> oh. confused. Yeah. I called him whatever day. It's whatever day. It's okay. another irrelevant holiday. <laughs> Groundhog Day. <laughs> right. You know, National Hat Day, Jay Holiday, all the same. Mm-hmm. Because it's really become this thought process that says, like, as women rise, men think they're falling. And that's just false. You know, it's it should be incredibly... Um, ridiculous. It's incredibly ridiculous to consider the rise of women to be the fall of men. Just the way that white supremacy literally stands on the shoulders of, oh, if anybody else has power, then we don't have power. Yes. You know, and that mm-hmm. is a complete fallacy. So when you hear men who are really ardently like, you know, stop empowering these women. You know, women need to know that like they need to stay in their place. It's like, what do you know what you're saying? Mm-hmm, and I right. think honestly, what they don't really realize that they're saying is that we're weak. Yeah, we're only mm-hmm. strong if you're not as yeah. strong as us. That's what you're really saying as a man when you say that. So, I really feel like a lot of dudes, when we as women are like, "Why are y'all biting us so hard on this?" Mm-hmm. Like, why? Like, I know a lot of women who are just like, "Why do brothers fight with us so mm-hmm. hard? <laughs> like, why are you so oh, mad at time. me all mm-hmm. the time?" And then brothers fight other brothers who help support sisters. And it's like, right. why? And then you realize it's like you don't, li- you just don't like me. Like, you don't like me. You like my body parts and what that makes you feel like physically. But in terms of, like, me as a person, in terms of me as, like, an ex- someone who exists in this world with dreams, you don't really want to see that happen because for some reason you think that that is going to prevent you from achieving yours. And the more that we can close that chasm and understand that, like, it's it's not that way. We should be uplifting each other regardless of gender, et cetera, then I think the better off will be, especially in a black love space. Baller Alert did this ballerific, you know, they did a post on me and some guy wrote, yeah, you know, she had to F somebody to get in that position. She F'd everyone up at the station. What, they get a post on Baller Alert? Yeah, and then they get a post. Jesus and, Christ. And you're just, so they, <laughs> I said, you know Jeez. she F'd everyone. There's thousands of employees at iHeart. Okay? Oh, not at Baller Alert, to make it in the uh, way she's but at then, now. For um, the record, I was accused of sucking for this job, too. A bunch of people. Just for the record. And then the second thing was Angela Rye was on here and I posted a picture and I deleted the comments, but somebody was like, oh, Charlemagne's definitely effing her. That's why she's always up there. Why aren't you just up here on your own merit just because you have a... And it's crazy to me and it's guys that are saying that. Always. Cardi talked about that. I talked about that. Like, dudes really be in their whack-ass lives mad at you Mm -hmm. for living your best one. And I'm like, it's not like there's not a track record. It's not like we just pop up, like, ta-da! Right. You know, like, I just popped up from somebody's, <laughs> like, ta-da, here now. <laughs> That's not how this turned out. If it was that easy, where did something? <laughs> like, and I always easy. say, I always say, like, there's, there's no secrets to success. Right. There's either working hard or f***ing somebody that's working hard. Mm. That's it. There's only two routes. Does and that truly work, though? Can you just... I, I still think you got to have talent. I think you still, still you have, have to have a certain level, but I think in terms of access to certain spaces. Will you, you stay in that space? Maybe not, if you don't Probably have the not. ability. Right. Will you get your foot in the door for certain reasons? Possibly. You'll get your ass in the door. But if, are you going to be there 20 years later, excelling and getting promoted and getting... You don't even have the stamina. No. You don't. Right. Well, maybe you do. They might have the stamina. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was and plus, say. it's a new woman turning 18 every day. So those guys are just going to, you know, go find something new. Keep recycling. I mean, I've known all of y'all for forever. Like, y'all have all seen, like, my, you know, my grind and whatnot. So it's like, it's Angela, the same thing. Like, we've seen you for so long. But so, I've like, seen your hate up, up front. Like, it seems like they wanted you to die. Like, they hated you. <laughs> Every job that I've seen you at, I was like, a, I was like, Amanda's not a bad person. I don't know. That goes back to women, though. That goes back to, like, this insecurity men have with 
women. Because if uh, you were a guy acting the way that you acted, they'd be like, oh, she's she a, a boss. boss. Right. Yeah. She well, I've been seeing this thing lately where I've been getting men that are like, she's masculine. Amanda Seals is not, she's pretty, but she's not sexually attractive because, and there's never a because, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's always just like, we're just saying that. And then the next conversation is, you know, she be talking too much. So <laughs> anybody can put that together. Oh, you think I'm masculine and not sexually attractive because I have opinions because you feel like only men should get the the platform to speak. And I'll, I'm not going to lie, like, I think people think because of my Instagram, like who I am on Instagram, like they think that I'm not sensitive, mm-hmm. even though like I'm a cancer, so I'm like full sensitive, mm-hmm. like at you all times. Yeah. Boy, yeah. <laughs> yes. You already know. Um, but also just as a woman, like I really take pride in my womanhood and like my femininity. And yes, I have like tomboy aspects, but at the end of the day, it's like someone telling me I'm masculine, like that will start to, <laughs> just because mm-hmm. that's not what I'm going for. Like that's not what I'm about. Yeah. Like, it's not what I'm going for. Look at all this neck. <laughs> Look at these clavicles. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not, but, but it's so, it's so like unnerving to know that literally just by being an intellectual and being fearless about speaking on it, that dude's is like, ah, like I can't. She's never going to get a man. You told me that before. Wow. Ooh, I can see that. I, I remember that. Yes. Back in, wow. back I can see in that. our POV days on Hip Hop POV, Charlamagne was like, you ain't never going to get a man because you got too many opinions. And you, you know, you just, you know, you, you just be talking too much. And like, dude, they want, don't want to hear that. And I feel like I, people be like, why are you friends with him? A lot of people say that. Yeah. That was two years ago, but I'm by the way. You, but <laughs> I'm going to say, no, but it's that because <laughs> I see, I've seen change. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's people that, especially like, especially like people you date, where you're just like, I'm changing. I'm working on myself, but you not. Mm-hmm. So how can I continue to be with you mm-hmm. when I'm doing work and you're not? We may not be doing work at the same pace, but you literally ain't doing shit. Yeah. Like, your work is you trying to figure out, like, what's the, what's the next kind of weed I can find? You know, like, that's what you're considering work. Whereas, like, I'm really genuinely working on myself. And with you, I feel like you're li- really genuinely working on yourself. Every and sometimes day. people don't see that because of your demeanor or they think you're, like, strong and wrong. And I think sometimes it's really just you're just like, I haven't figured this out. And I'm going to just be solid in the fact that I don't know what this is. Absolutely. And I'll figure it out later. But that's part of the reason why, like, we are friends. Because we can disagree on things and just be like, Jake... All right, we got more with Amanda Seals. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Amanda Seals is in the building. Now, what happened with Russell Simmons? What, what was the situation with Russell? I was shooting the second season of my web series, Get Your Life, mm-hmm. which you donated to. Thank mm-hmm. you. And um, I needed a space to shoot an office scene. Okay. And so... Uh, Hassan had hit me up randomly and I was like, oh, you know what? Do you know? Because he's lived in L.A. longer. I was like, do you know anywhere that I could shoot that? And he was like, oh, you should come by the office and see about maybe shooting in the uh, all deaf digital offices. So I came by and, you know, I've known Russell since I was on Deaf Poetry Jam when I was 19. And I've I mean, we've all been in this business forever. So you kind of just see stuff. I did a lot of the the voting stuff that he was doing uh, back when he was doing all that stuff. uh, And so I went and I was sitting in his office and uh, we were talking about Insecure. And he was saying, you know, big ups on Insecure. And, you know, I really like the show. I like what you're doing so this on the is show. Recent. This is recent, recent. Yeah, this is 
2016. Sheesh, okay. Yeah, and he was like, I really like you on Insecure. You know, I see what y'all doing, da-da-da. Um, he was like, oh, you know, Amanda, have we ever fucked? Jesus Christ. And I was like, this is why I left hip-hop. <laughs> This is why I left hip hop. Maybe he ate a little piece of meat that day. And I, you know, and so this is what happens in those moments, oh, wow. though. In that moment, you have to really sit and think, like, am I going to let this moment of their ignorance screw up my vision mm. of what I need to happen? I need to shoot this scene in mm. an office. What was your reply? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, well, I mean... Oh, right. Because I would remember that. So it was like there was even another cap. Like, and 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 you just, and I'm just sitting there so like. So you dead serious. It was no joke. It was not, ha ha, no. That's still not funny. I mean, it's, not, it's still, still, still not funny. No rim shot or nothing. It was just. I think to him serious. it's humorous because he mm-hmm. said this to people before. So I think for him wow. it's like, you know, I'm a comic. Like, you have bits. <laughs> I think that was like yeah, one dude. of his kind of <sighs> sticky things. And mm-hmm. I think that's why it didn't register to anybody in the room as problematic, you know? Because they're just like, oh, that's Russ. Like, he's just doing his Russ thing. Mm -hmm. But for me, especially having been out of hip-hop so long now, it's so much sharper because, like, I don't experience that in the comedy space. And I really remember... I don't. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I don't. It absolutely happens. I don't. People know not to play with you, though. At this point, yes. And in the hip-hop space, though, we know. Mm -hmm. You experience it all day long and there is no human resources for hip hop. I have so many stories. I always say, one day I'm going to write a book called Your Favorite Rapper is a Lame. Mm. <laughs> and it'll literally ju- it'll literally just be text messages to my T-Mobile sidekick that I've gotten over the years. You know, and poems, because I've gotten two. Um, and you know what's so crazy? Hip hop has encouraged that be- kind of behavior. Think yes. about how many songs you've heard, like, is we f***ing or what? You know what I'm saying? Like, You know, you can't, like, fight this battle as one person, right? So also, like, as I'm sitting in that office, you're also in someone else's office. And so it kind of does feel kind of crazy to, like, then now be on them, like, yo, like, what you, you know? So it it definitely is always funny to me when people say, like, why don't you say anything? Right. There's so many reasons, valid, regular reasons why you don't say anything. And I love it because most of the people who say that are people who don't say shit. Like, why are you saying something about me saying something as opposed to talking about rape? Why haven't you ever mentioned anything about rape or sexual assault mm-hmm. or rape culture up until this moment? Why mm-hmm. is it questioning me that is bringing your voice out as opposed to questioning this whole thing that's been happening forever? Now, let me ask you I this. Say a lot of guys didn't know, though. No way. I think about, uh, like, what exactly entailed rape culture. A lot, a lot of things that yes. were normal. Like, even Russell saying that to you, he probably been saying that for years and just thought it was, no, like, yeah. normal. Literally, Hassan hit me and was like, I, he was just being flirty. And I was, and mind you, they've, they've written an affidavit saying that none of this happened. And of Yikes. course, <laughs> it happened. I don't lie about shit. But they definitely um, thought that that was just like, like jovial. Like and you ever spoke to him after at all? Spoke to who? Or seen Russell or, or spoke to him or anybody or no. in passing, nothing? Mm-mm. Now, you see, there's a woman who recently did an interview, right, on Megyn Kelly's show saying that Russell Simmons raped her twice. Mm. And those are her allegations. He's saying everything he's ever done is consensual. But mm. she talks about a situation where she was doing a documentary or a film and she went to go interview him. And after interview, he was like, oh, can you hang behind? I want to talk to you. And she said that was the first incident in 2011. And then she said in 2016, she went back to see him because he said something about funding her film and trying to help her with it. And then it happened again. And, and then, she's suing him and for some, $5 million. And some people mm-hmm. feel like she shouldn't have gone back. That, so that was a discussion that we were having here because, you know, I think 
she blamed herself. I was literally about to say that. Look at that. I mean, I literally just said he said something to me and people were like, oh, Russell ain't trying to f*** you. Get out of here. Like, you look up your whole neck. You know? Like, what are y'all? Like, stop it. No, but that's the thing. There's, there's also, like, the fact that for myself, I can say, like, we respect people's work that they've done and the positions they're in, and we respect hip-hop. And as a black woman, like, I'm not trying to, like, just take somebody down mm-hmm. in in the public eye, you know, unnecessarily. Like, for me, like, yeah, that was a whack situation, but it wasn't enough for me to be like, let me go on right. blast and mm-hmm. put it on. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I literally only mentioned it because people kept asking me, what do you think about what's going on with Russell Simmons? Mm-hmm. What do you think about what's going on with Russell Simmons? What do you think about what's going on with Russell Simmons? And I said, well... Remember when I mentioned this last week where I hadn't said his name? Yeah. I this said, is who I was talking about. This is what I was, who I was talking about. So let us you know what I think. What about Aziz Ansari's situation? See, like that? And his situation, just if people don't know. Yeah. Um, he met this woman, a photographer. She went over his house. She said she gave some nonverbal cues that she wasn't interested. She said he kind of chased her around the apartment. And then... At, uh, I don't know what that really means. She said that I think they like he performed oral or she performed oral. <laughs> I can't remember. No, because he's like fun. Like, you know, he's like. I mean, you won't connect it around the house. <laughs> hey, yo, we've all been there, yo. You got a girl at the house and y'all naked. You like, can we. But then you're going um, to be on it. You know, she I guess he said to her, look, if we're both not having fun, then this isn't right. And she left. He well, no, they actually watched, uh, they they watched TV. Yeah, they, together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they watched TV yeah. and then she left. And then she sent him a text message, and he sent her back a message apologizing, saying that he wasn't aware, you know, whatever. Now, what do we think about that? I think there's there's a couple things with that. I think there is actual, like, legitimate cause to say, like, you need to be aware of your position as, like, someone of authority in a situation and how that, you know, carries out with other people. But I think there's also something to be said for, like, women having agency. You know, we have agency to... Um, to say no. And we, in certain situations, lose that agency and that's when it becomes rape, right? When we say no and that's ignored. But in her situation, it doesn't, it doesn't seem from what's been said that that is the case and that it was more so that she was uncomfortable. Like maybe, maybe she felt uncomfortable like that it would hurt his feelings. It wasn't sexual assault, according to what I've heard. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was a dude acting up, um, doing the most, and that he wasn't checked. And I think he gave some trash-ass head, and she was sick of, that, sick of it and wanted to go home. I had that happen recently. And I learned, <laughs> I learned, I learned this from you and my homegirl, Rachel, too. Sometimes women are in these positions, and y'all feel like y'all have to sleep with the yes. guy just to get him to go. I was like, Yes, wow. you're just like, oh, pity my sex. God. Especially, yeah, like, I've definitely... You have to sleep with him I've never heard of pity. You're just like... I've had someone giving me and been like and it was like just bad and I was like you know what maybe I should just have sex yeah maybe I should just have sex maybe don't I'll, tell guys that because then they're going to think that they maybe that'll be trash. better but you know what so it's funny you say that because after that instance I felt so whack I remember walking and just feeling like like Sarah McLaughlin was playing like it was just like <laughs> <laughs> like I always reference Sarah McLaughlin for like those times I'm just like in the arms of an angel I feel so much better right now if I was in those arms like and I just felt really dirty because I realized that I had not used my agency and I had let someone else like deter me from doing what I felt comfortable doing and um I was like don't let that happen again and I found myself in a similar situation you know, a couple of years later with somebody who was like, I bet you if I give you, you're going to let me hit. And I was like, I 
that to you. I won't. And what um, kind of game is this? <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, and sure enough, after I was like, all right. <laughs> we had a thing. <laughs> Ta-da! And he put a pillow on his head and would not talk to me. And it was a rapper. Wow. wow. So that'll be a feature story in my book. <laughs> hey, that's the risk you take as a man, though, because that's a man's trick. Let me put the in or let me just eat it. That's a risk you take. But you know what? The problem is, is like sometimes you take L's. Like that's what life is. <laughs> <laughs> you take risks, you know? Sometimes the reward is greater than the risk. All right, we have more with Amanda Seals. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This morning, everybody, is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Amanda Seals is in the building. Charlemagne? We, we sparked a conversation here. It's about colorism. Ah, okay, yes. Okay, when, when, when Miss Marilyn Negra was here. Uh, have Sorry. being light-skinned helped your career? <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? You're the only light-skinned female, right, that I can think Correct. of? Correct. You are. Yeah. I think help is a strong word. I mean, I think there's always things that happen outside of your consciousness. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if there have been conversations outside of my awareness that may have been rooted in that. Right. It's not like you were like, I'm light-skinned, do I get the job? Right. (laughs) Like, it was never that. I mean, but I think that when it comes to colorism, colorism is an actual real thing that is rooted in how darker-skinned people are discriminated against. And I don't think being light-skinned makes you a part of the colorism conversation in terms of someone who is being... Uh, discriminated against for your skin color. But I do think that there is still a unique space that happens when you are a light-skinned person within the black community and within society. You think it's different for women than it is for men, too? I don't know. I mean, I think... As far as light-skinned men, because I feel like the perception of men when it comes to color is different than it is for women. I think there's still, like, this kind of idea that, like, light-skinned dudes is pansy. Right. You know, and, like, all of y'all are Christopher Williams. But is it a stereotype if it's true? <laughs> Looking at you right now. I'm just saying. Looking at you right now. I, just, I mean, you know, I find it hard that Charlamagne could call me a beige bitch. He's so mad he bitch. can't say that. And you can't say Waffle anything back. And if I say anything back, but that's my. That's, oh my gosh. That's part of my issue that I feel like all of this comes from an outside source. Colorism is not rooted in black people. It's once again, as usual, rooted in a divisiveness that's created by an oppressor. Right. And mm-hmm. so then we internalize it within ourselves. And now we just fighting amongst ourselves while they over there like, ha ha, your mom's in jail. So is yours. Want to play? That's the symptoms. But I <laughs> <laughs> that's the symptoms. But I just feel like we have to get a handle on this. You know, I think the whole situation with you and the, the Afro Latina colorism community was just simp- people don't know that you're a from South Carolina mm-hmm. and that you really just haven't been exposed to those conversations and people are like but he knows a lot of Latinas I'm like but he's not those aren't the conversations that you're having no. with the Latina women no, you know you're not asking them like so like what's your experience you know as an Afro-Latina and no. I know that maybe they want you to do that but that's just I don't I would be surprised so I've, I was listening to you like, oh, I hope that they have a further conversation about this because I think that there's a lot of Americans that People don't, don't know this. People don't want that conversation anymore, though. They, they don't want that conversation. Well, I if think... you ask somebody something and you don't know, then you're dumb, then you're Uncle Tom, you should know. Or you're extra, yeah. yeah and but, and I mean, that's, that's even when, like I said, when and Dasha Polanco actually hit me about this, because mm-hmm. she came up here and she talked about being Afro-Latina, explained it then, but with the Mara La Negra, if, even if she's telling us something that maybe you weren't aware of, it is worth listening to. And that, Absolutely. And... Mm-hmm. This is her experience. This is her saying, this is what happens to me. And it is true. Like, I went and researched it. If you look at the telenovelas, you see oh, yeah. it's all women that look so like blue eyes and, 
you know, blonde hair. Or they are very fair skinned. And she was saying, even auditioning, they were telling her you could be a slave, slave. or a prostitute, oh, mm-hmm. but you can't get that lead role. So if that's an issue that's still happening, and she's saying this is my experience, this is what happened. You know, then you're like, okay, I had no but idea. But I know this Negro, <laughs> and I knew when he was checked, when he was questioning her, I was like, he's not even, I know him. Like, he's asking something else that he's not really asking right now. And we had a separate conversation, and I wish people would also understand that who are listening and who are watching. Like, you're not going to get access to every conversation that happens between people in the public space. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not the way it is. And people feel like they have a right to you. They have a, right. they, they have a, like, a, 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 they deserve, they're entitled to, like, everything about you because you're in the public space. And sometimes you just need to trust that, like, if I had a conversation with them and we're still cool, you should be cool. Like, I have enough of a track record at this point to know that, like, I'm not out here just running around with the infinite. But I know you hear guys say things like, oh, I only like, <laughs> I only like light-skinned girls. Or, so that's real. Like, dudes. And guys really say that in songs, everywhere. Yes. I had a dude be like, you know, I don't understand why you single. Like, you you re- literally said, you light-skinned, yellow even. So <laughs> I was like, bruh, yellow even. And I, like, I'm hyper aware of the disparities. Like, you would never have caught me playing Nina Simone. Because I feel like, get out of here. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's just crazy. But that would just be bad casting, though. In my opinion, yes, yeah. it was bad casting. But mm-hmm. it's literally about having the consciousness, though, to know that a lot of the people who are making these decisions don't have the access to the knowledge of colorism that I have internally it being a black woman in this space. But, you know, it, there's just... There's just a lot of, like, misinformation that happens and a lot of emotions that happen and, like... There's a difference between argument and debates. And, like, we don't have enough debates anymore. Like, debates are fact-based, you know, conversations from mm-hmm. opposing sides. Arguments is when emotion comes in. Right. And that's why, like, you don't have debates with your, your, your spouse or your partner. You have arguments because mm-hmm. you're not only debating the issue, but you're arguing because you're just like, not only are we debating this issue, but I don't even like the fact that you have this issue. Yeah. And so you want to win. In that, in that case, you don't care about. But your emotions right are right. like rooted in like the fact that like you like this person, but you don't like what they're saying. Whereas like a debate is just like I don't even know you. I don't even know you, and we should be able to just have an exchange and agree to disagree. We have debates yeah. like where Charlamagne will be like, "No, this is how I feel about this," and I I am standing next sound? to that. that yes, in my mind, that's how he sounds. He's like, "Because this is the way it is." Is that the list? That's yeah, the list. He's like, "This is the way it is." I think it was bullshit. I think that tripping and nah like I'm not with it I'm not with it straight up straight up and then Wax is on the side and he's like word I don't even pay attention to what Wax <laughs> and then I'll be like well no because I really feel like you know and then I get in like my white girl high pitch and I'm like well I feel like the real problem is I start using like Columbia words I'm like it's just really disdainful and deleterious to the, to the pragmatism of the situation and then we realize that like we're not gonna come to a consensus and then it's like alright you know we do like I like the colorism conversation because at the end of that what dawned on me was the struggles that they've experienced in Latin America are very similar to the struggles that black Americans have faced here in America. Absolutely. So if we both know each other's history, we should we should know that and then use that to come together here but, in America. But the thing is, you just didn't know her history. I mean, I knew Afro-Latino history, but not to the extent that I think I, I know it now. I just but, found out when I went to Cuba, like, I really didn't understand the extent to which Spain wreaked havoc on this globe. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for what it's worth, we are an American colony that, we were a British colony that became American, and so was Grenada in terms of a British colony that became Grenadian. So, like, my access to coloni- colonialism has, for the most part, been about British rule. Mm-hmm. But then when I was in Cuba, just hearing about how Spain... But that's the conquistadors, right? 
Um, yeah, the conquistadors. Nice, yes, conquistadors, mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, uh, why is he said nice like you're a third grader? Because that's not a word. I mean, I heard the word conquistador on a on a Thursday morning in a minute. So, uh, <laughs> but they really like when you think about it, and you're like, how many Spanish speaking countries are there? You're like, well, they weren't Spanish speaking until Spain showed up and was like, you speak Spanish now. Right and what? had to go down for that to happen. And right. then you have folks in those countries who have completely like disregarded their indigenous, you know, ancestry or their African ancestry and have been like, you know, we're Spanish and it's like, no, you speak Spanish because of a colonizer. But that was like so to your point though, I just didn't know I just didn't know. Something- and people were mad on my Instagram when I said I didn't know until I came to Cuba and saw all of this and people were like, How you don't know that? Right. What's wrong with not knowing? That's how you learn. That's the whole thing. And you it's just like, but day. I know so we much don't other know a lot stuff. More than we do I know. know so much Absolutely. other stuff. I know all the words to my knob. I know so go. much other <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Let me hear. <laughs> Amanda, you know, Amanda. I know a nickel defense. Like I know so much <laughs> other <laughs> stuff. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Amanda Fields. Give me the dates Seals. again for Caroline's. Caroline's, February 1st, 7.30. That's uh, tonight. February 2nd, 7.30 and 10. Saturday, 7.30 and 10. Go get your tickets now. And it's The Breakfast Club. It's Miss Amanda Seals. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, following these accusations from a former employee, Tristan Cooper Smith, Charlie Walk has resigned from the show The Four. Wow. Now he will be on this week's Jesus episode, Christ. which was pre-taped, but he will not be on any more episodes after this. He has issued a statement following Republic Records placing him on leave after accusations of sexual harassment. He said, out of respect for the contestants, my fellow judges, and everyone involved with the show, I have made the decision not to attend the finale of The Four. I do not want my presence to be a distraction. Needless to say, this is very upsetting. Although I continue to support the Me Too movement, there has been an extreme rush to judgment against me in this particular case, which is unfair and inconsistent with anything that even actually happened. I welcome any investigation so that in short order, these unfounded and hurtful accusations can be put to rest. Well, do you still get a deal with Republic if you win? Or is that off the table too? Well, I'm sure uh, it's probably still on the table. He yeah, just might not be, be still on the He's table. on leave right now from Republic, so I don't know what's going to end up happening. And by the way, you can release all the long statements you want, but when you resign like that, people automatically look, like, look at that as an admission of guilt. Well, he's on leave from the record label, so he hasn't resigned, I guess, while they're well, he resigned from the fall. But he did, yes. It was only one more episode left, so he's just not going to the finale, so who knows what's going to happen season? for the next season. Yeah, I'm sure you have more than a one-season contract. All right, Tammy Roman is going to be returning to Basketball Wives L.A. So on the new season, she's going to be joined by Evelyn Lozada, Jackie Christie, Jennifer Williams, Shawnee O'Neal, and they're also going to have two new castmates who have a connection with a former NBA player, Byron Scott. So they're trying to get his current girlfriend. I don't want to see Tammy Roman on it. I want to see Tammy Roman doing, like, the Bonnet Chronicles or something. I want to see Tammy Roman expressing her personality. I enjoy her POV. I don't well, want to she see might have a reason because she said on Shade Room, she said, sometimes you got to give to get. Wait for it. So maybe she's doing that to promote her other okay. stuff. Or maybe they gave her a deal for something, for something else. else. If you, you come her, back, you to, come back, 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 back to this yeah, shit. Yeah, okay. It happens all the that time. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of her Bonnet Chronicles, here's what she had to say about Kim's uh, very sexy revealing photos that were posted on social media. 
Your black card gets revoked today, Kanye, because it ain't a black man alive that will let his wife pose for the gram like that unless he pimping. Kim, I just want to say, honor the stage of life that you're in right now. You're a wife, you're a mother of three beautiful kids, and you're a businesswoman. We cannot negate the fact that you have built an empire, and maybe you're just doing what you know how to do, the only thing you know how to do, how you got it in the business. I don't know, but you passed that now, okay? And we're not negating the fact that you have been consistent in building your brand and your family's empire. When you get the camera and you go to the mirror, think about what would Beyonce do. And it ain't that. Drop on the clues bombs with Tammy Roman. I ain't hear no lies. One thing I probably don't agree with is uh, the beginning, because these dudes definitely be letting their women be on Instagram half-naked, okay? And back in the day, guys used to date scrippers and be wife and scrippers, and scrippers would be in the script club scripping their ass. But she, so that's not she damn near fully naked, though. Like, you see... But she's been naked in Playboy a, magazine before. She has a, wife a and sex a tape out. She has a sex tape out. Think about when we were growing up, and these dudes was in wife and scrippers. Like, these girls were scrippers, being in the script club with them. But guys. Kim K ain't a stripper. Still, though, what's the difference between dating a stripper and having your girl be on Instagram half-naked? The only thing changes is the technology. What's the difference? Can you guys be naked on social media, or will it get flagged? Who? You and Envy. I don't have that kind of print. You know, if, you, if you notice, I wear a lot of gray pants all the time. I don't have that kind of print, so I would never play print, myself be like naked. that. I'd never play myself like that. All right, I'm Leslie grower, Jones. Not a show. Now, this really, grower, not a show. this was a really concerning post that she put on Instagram. She posted a selfie of herself in the gym, and she said, okay, back to cardio, but confession, I feel like I'm doing it for nothing. I know it's I know it's not I'm healthy and look good, but I really feel like what's it all for if the people you want to notice don't. I just feel like I might die alone. Damn, Sorry, Leslie? that's pretty heavy today. <laughs> that was so sad to me to read something like that. She didn't go into any further detail about anything, but I guess she was feeling really down. Salute to Leslie Jones. Drop on the clues, monster for Leslie Jones. I, um, last time I was up at SNL, I introduced... Leslie to Wax because Wax is always talking about Leslie saying that's his sister and when I introduced him Leslie goes I can see that yep <laughs> okay mm-hmm. alright and Quavo is in trouble allegedly somebody is saying that he beat them up at One Oak in New York City the alleged victim is Eric the Jeweler he reported that incident to the NYPD and according to law enforcement sources he's saying that it was Quavo that allegedly him. did it. Yeah, I don't can't you know imagine. No, I don't believe him because he didn't say the Migos jumped him. Quavo ain't jumping nobody by himself. It offset and take off ain't letting him jump no. Well, Eric the Jeweler is saying that he got jumped by Quavo and another man who was oh. partying with the group. Okay. But he said it wasn't offset and it wasn't take off. But it was a Migo. He just don't know. He don't know which <laughs> he wasn't one was. one that rap. Now he's also saying when he left the club, he realized that his thirty thousand dollar chain was missing as well. So now he's also filing a robbery report with the cops. So that's what uh, he is trying to say. And I gotta I'm hear just... both sides, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing about most of them clubs, they all have video, they all have cameras in there. So, you know. why, what happened? What, what, why did Quavo or whoever take off on you? Or whoever. However it went down. My goodness. If it went down. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. We're giving that donkey to Listen, man, uh, we all have filled out job applications. We all have put down former employees for references. This is a reason that a former employee gave for somebody not getting a job. I don't think you've ever heard anything like this. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. That's pretty fun. Charlemagne the devil. The Breakfast Club. Don't hear today for February 1st, 2018, the first day of Black History Month. 
goes to Justin Payne. Now, you have no idea who Justin Payne is. Just know that it's the first day of Black History Month and Negroes is already embarrassing us, okay? Just know that black people are not a monolith and Justin Payne is part of a tribe called Jackass. And a tribe called Jackass is a crew of individuals brought together not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their dumbass character. Now, we've all had jobs, and when you apply for a job, you have to put down references in previous work history. This is why no matter what happens at whatever job you work for, you should always strive, you know, to leave a good impression. doesn't always work that way, but that should be the goal because when you apply for another job and they call you an old job, you want them to, want them to give you a glowing report, okay? Or well, Justin Payne was trying to get a job in New Orleans. Not just any job. He wanted to be a police officer. I'm not mad at that. 26-year-old young black man wants to be a cop. I actually encourage that, okay? The best way to change the system is to be a part of it. So I will always salute brothers who want to be law enforcement. We need people from the community, policing the community. And I assume Justin wanted to do just that. Now, I don't know how hard it is to become a cop, but I'm sure the background check is ridiculous. Right? I'm sure it's intense. Your father's a cop envy, right? Yes. I'm well, sure retired. Retired, but I'm sure that background check is ridiculous, right? Yep. So if you put down a reference or a former employer, they gonna call. Okay, well Justin Payne applied to be a cop in New Orleans on October of twenty seventeen and he put down as a reference a former employer in Chicago called Southwest Side Trucking Company. The New Orleans, New Orleans Police Department sent a reference request to Justin's former employers. And Justin's name raised the red flag for Southwest Side Trucking Company. And I guarantee nobody out here could guess why. Nobody listening why? to my voice right now could why, guess why, why. 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 I want you to think about any former employer you have ever had, and I want you to think about all the reasons you may get a bad reference from a former employer. Tardiness, poor performance. Stealing. Uh, stealing. Right. Uh, quit without notice, falsifying a timesheet, not getting along with your manager. Those are pretty common reasons that you will get a poor reference from a former employer. Well, there's nothing common about Justin Payne because Southwest Side Trucking Company called Chicago police, who in turn called New Orleans police to alert them that Justin Payne was a suspect in a nearly year-old murder case. Now, uh, it, gets, uh, it, it gets better. It gets better. Well, actually, it gets worse, but because of the circumstances, it gets better for this donkey of the day. See, Justin Payne worked in Chicago for Louis Pina, a 64-year-old who was found dead the morning of December 30th, 2016. Rest in peace, peace to him. He was found in his office trailer of his firm in the 4200 block of South Keating. Chicago police had been called for a report of a person shot, but Pina, a West Lawn neighborhood resident, died of, a, of multiple blunt force and sharp force injuries in an assault, okay? No arrests were made in the days after the attack. Well, New Orleans police asked Payne to come to their headquarters under the pretense of providing more information for his job application. Uh, uh, uh. Well, when Justin showed up, he was met by Chicago detectives. He was pressed, and he later confessed to the killing. Now, let me put this in layman terms for you. <laughs> Justin Payne applied to be a cop in New Orleans and puts down Southwest Side Trucking Company as a reference. At Southwest Side Trucking Company, he worked for a man named Louis Pina, and Justin Payne killed Louis Pina. Yes, he killed his former boss and still put his former job down as a reference. Now, I'm not the highest That's grade crazy. of weed in the dispensary, okay, but I have worked at four other radio stations in my life. I worked at Taco Bell. I worked at Demo in the Mall. I did telemarketing, a bunch of places. But if I wanted to be a cop, right, and I know I had killed someone at one of those previous jobs, I don't think I'd put that former employer as a reference. Nah, me neither. I don't even understand why Justin Payne put them down as a reference, period. You killed your boss, applied to be a cop, and put down your former employer as a job reference. Yeah. Justin Payne has a warrant for his arrest now for first-degree murder, and he is jailed without bond in New Orleans and is waiting to be extradited to Chicago. Some donkey of the days just sell themselves. 
Uh, please let Justin Payne hear the smooth voice of Remy Modest morning, please. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? All wow. right. Well, shout out to everybody in New Orleans. I'm headed to New Orleans today. Okay. We're Inspire NOLA charter schools, so. All right, well, have fun. Did you catch Since your body? Since we're talking about New Orleans. Oh. No, she didn't catch no, your No, I definitely have never murdered anyone. That no, I right. know of. That I know of. There you go. <laughs> All right, Ask Yee is next. 800-585-1051. If you got a question for Yee, call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hello, hi. Um, I'm calling from Miami. I want to review the limits. Okay. All right, what's your question for Yee? Okay, Yee. Um, I've been with my partner for like 10 years, and I mean, I met him as a virgin. And um, now we're engaged. We got engaged this year on New Year's. And I just, I want him to be with someone like else before we get married. And I don't know, I feel like weird. And I don't know if I'm the only one who feels this way. But like, I don't want to be his last option. Like, I don't want to be the last person he gets with and then we're together forever and ever and ever. You're not his last option, Anonymous. You're his first option. You're his first choice and his only choice. Because I didn't meet him as a virgin, but he was. Okay, so so does he want to have sex with somebody else? I've never brought it up. He always says no. Okay, well, then he doesn't. Why would you try to make him do something that he doesn't even want to do? I think... It's commendable. You know how rare it is to find a guy who hasn't had sex with anybody else and then you end up marrying him and that's the only person he'll be with his whole life? And if that's what makes him happy, then why do you feel like you're not enough? Because I feel outnumbered. Like, I've had, you know, I've had sex before him and, you know, he hasn't. And it's it's just weird to me. Is that a problem for him? Um, He's brought it up um, throughout the years, but... It just feels like a burden. Like, like, what does he say when he brings it up? I guess um, conversations he would have with his friends, like, oh, you know, you and her, you know, when we had our breaks, like, they would tell him, oh, okay, this could have been your chance to step out. Well, his and- friends need to mind their damn business because clearly they don't know anything. But I just fear that him doing that might harm your relationship more than it helps it. So if you were to encourage him to do that, it could be feelings that you've never experienced that you might be having. It could be some doubt that it creates for him. Anything could go wrong if you encourage him to do something like that. I don't know why you would create a problem and not just accept the blessing of this is the person, you know, that he wants to be with. I'm the person he wants to be with for the rest of his life and I'm good enough and that's all he needs. Okay. I get that. You Thank know. you. I mean, um, I'll, I guess I'll see it as a, as a blessing. It um, is a blessing. Don't create issues where there are none because now you'll put a strain on the relationship. I wouldn't even try to put that idea in his head because then that okay. makes it feel like you're not too confident in what your relationship is and in yourself. You know, it happens the reverse way all, all the time as well. There's a lot of times that men are with a woman and they're her, her first and she's never with anybody else and those relationships can last as well. All right, thanks again. Good luck Bye-bye. and um, congratulations on you two for being together and getting married and everything. Thank you. Bye. All right, ask ye 800-585-1051. If you got a question for you, call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is Lynn. 
Hey, Lynn, what's your question for ye? Um, I want to know if I should be with my current husband of 11 years um, that we've been together after I caught him with a prostitute. Oh, man. So how did you catch him? We, we were drinking and we went to a bar and he, he got a little bit wasted because I guess he was upset with me. Long story short, he acted out like he always do um, for his yelling, screaming, acting crazy in public. Um, he grabbed me and made me get in the car with him. And, you know, the ride was crazy. By the time we got to destination, which was at home, he told me to get out the car. And when I got out the car, um, I got in my car. He's like, oh, now you finna leave? And I'm like, to me, I took it like, you want me to leave. So then, or something in me was like, hey, you know, maybe you should follow him. Um, I'm like, well, that's not something that I really do. So um, I waited a little while and I heard you up there, you know, kind of, following him a little bit and then I'm like where is he going because we were driving for like 30 minutes and the town you know the state we live in is Texas so it's pretty big so I followed him and then um, I see him pull up to this hotel and when I noticed I seen I'm like this is a hotel for whores like I seen like oh uh, maybe like one whore outside and then um I seen the person just like walk up to his car and then she got in and they were in the car for a minute so I knew I knew exactly what was going on at this point, and then I had my gun on me. Oh, your um, gun? Yes, I mean I carry a gun. I'm I'm licensed to carry a gun, and uh, but you know I've never been in trouble. And at this point, when I thought about my gun, something in me was like, you need to leave. I was like, you know what? I have my gun on me. This is the first thing I'm thinking about. I need to leave. So so I I sat there for like two minutes, and then I left. The person was still in his car. So I pulled up to like a gas station and just sat there for a while. I finally made it home. And then like about two hours later, he walks in the door like nothing happened and goes and gets in the shower. I didn't say anything to him because I don't think that he knew I knew, you know, what I saw. And then the next day, I act like nothing happened. I'm just, you know, crying inside. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Lynn, just one second. Caliber. One second. So you've yeah. never confronted him about this? No, I actually, this is actually how I confronted him. I waited like a day or two, you know, of course, you, I, it was stressful and, and, and he never told me where he went. Finally, he says, oh, I wouldn't play basketball. That's what I do to relieve stress. And I'm like, okay, I do know him to do that. But this is like the second time um, that the prostitute name has came up. And I'll get to that. But long story short, so he worked too late tonight, sometime overnight. And so I texted him and I was like, you know, it really hurts that you were the one that started the argument at the, at the restaurant. And then you had the audacity to leave all night and not even show any remorse. And then he goes, oh, oh, I apologize. I said, did you cheat? And he was like, no, I never cheated on you uh, since we've been married. I said, are, are you being honest? He said, yes. And I said, okay, um, so be honest. Did you go to a hotel? And um, he, he, I didn't get a text back for like two minutes. And then he texted back and said, yes, I went to a hotel. A, a girl named Red got in my car and we were just in there for 15 minutes. I just talked about what happened between you and I and um, nothing happened. And I'm thinking to myself, if you, and he said, I paid her to talk. And I'm like, you said, I said, I'm a type of person. I'm not argumentative. Lynn, I just want to interrupt you for a second because there's a lot of red flags in this whole entire story. First of all, you said that when you guys were out, right, drinking and everything, and he got mad, started an argument and pulled you into in the car like he always does. So it seems like this is a normal circumstance for you guys with these arguments. To be honest, it's like I fell in love with him too quick. And then after I, I figured out how his family is, I mean, they all like don't care where they are. If they with someone and, you know, they have an issue. But that's so that's like, the first red flag. And then he was driving, but you guys were drinking. So he was driving drunk. Yes, he had like about four or five drinks. And he, he said he wasn't drunk, but he was upset and driving crazy. Yeah. All right. So you, you guys both could have had a, a situation where you could have been killed in that situation. Yeah, I 
And this just sounds like a really toxic relationship. It also feels like you felt the need to follow him because you knew something was off. So clearly our women's intuition lets us know when something isn't right. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> not only do you guys always argue in public, not only did he grab you, putting you in the car, not only did he jeopardize your life by driving drunk and you went along with him, then after that he actually left and you knew to follow him because you knew something was up and you've been knowing something was up and then he lied to you when you confronted him and then he's still acting like he didn't do anything wrong. And it seems like you don't even really want to confront him. Well, I mean, he's a pretty strong guy. So you're scared of him. I mean, to an extent. But Lynn, what about you? You keep on giving him passes and it seems like you're more concerned about him than you are with yourself. True. So why is that? What about you? Why don't you put yourself first? Are you happy? Mm, no, actually no. Okay, and I think that's the bigger issue is that you're putting his happiness above your happiness, understanding him more than you are trying to make sure that you're good. And I think what you need to do is really sit down and think about what would make you happy. And it doesn't seem right now like it's him for a variety of different reasons. And if you're letting him get away with these things, you're not confronting him about it. It seems like you're scared to even say anything to him. That's the bigger issue. Not only is he cheating, but he's also endangering your life. And it also, you physically how are you supposed to have sex with somebody that's lying to you and can't even admit that he has an issue? And the fact that he has whatever mental, um, you know, issues that he has, he needs to get help for that. It can't be a burden to you where you're putting him before you. I mean, hearing you saying it makes, makes sense now. You just said I always like this. But to listen, hold on the line. I'm going to get your information so we could talk some more. Hold on, all right? All right. Ask you 800-585-1051. If you got a question for you, you could call anytime. Nayi, you got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to be talking about Russell Simmons more fall out for him after these accusations. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Russell Simmons. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen well, in the wake of all of these accusations of sexual misconduct against him, Russell Simmons is not going to be in Oprah's The Wisdom of Sunday Spirituality book anymore. Now, Oprah made that decision along with her publisher, and they just disclosed that yesterday. So editions of the book in stores next month is just not going to have the Russell Simmons section any longer. So far, at least 12 women have come forward with accusations, and some of them have detailed their stories on Megyn Kelly today. Now, Russell Simmons has denied these allegations on social media, and the NYPD has revealed publicly that they are reviewing information on that matter. I would love to see how they come to these type of moral decisions because I actually have Oprah's Wisdom of Sunday book. I love it. The young brother is in there that committed the murder. What's the young brother we had up here? Shaka Singor? Yeah, Shaka Singor. Yeah, something Singh like that. Hunt. Now, he murdered somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, repentance came and I guess he over... He turned t- his life around. He turned right. his life around. I mean, I, I don't. I, we don't know if Russell actually did these things that he's accused of, but didn't he turn his life around from what we see? Well, I don't know, because some of these things happened just last year, allegedly. I just, I just so it's just hard to... I, think I just right don't understand now, how we weigh things on a moral scale. To say, take it out the book altogether, I don't know. Right. But I guess I got a collector's item now, because I have the, the book with Russell Simmons' part. All right, it. well, L.A. Reid, who is the former CEO of Sony Music Entertainment's Epic Records, is now coming back into the music industry. He was ousted last year over sexual harassment allegations, but now he's coming back. He is going to be launching HitCo, which is a music and publishing company. So uh, we'll see if... What has allegedly happened will affect that business that will he has women, going Will on. women work with L.A. Reid? We shall see. Now, let's discuss Black Panther. Roxanne Gay and uh, Yona Harvey were the first black women lead writers for Marvel back in 2016 when they worked on Black Panther. 
And that is the basis, obviously, for the movie that's coming out. But they did not invite Roxanne to the L.A. debut of the movie. Oh, damn. Yes, and she tweeted out, my feelings are real hurt that I didn't get an invite to the Black Panther premiere. I mean, god damn, Marvel, god damn. She said, and I mean, it's fine. I'm not fancy just admitting that my little feelings were hurt. I'm still thrilled about the movie and can't wait to see it. Oh, you think you popping with your little Black Panther writing credits and then boom, you don't get invited to the L.A. premiere. <laughs> did you get invited to the L.A. premiere? <laughs> no, but I ain't right for Black Panther either. I actually right. did get invited to the L.A. premiere. Well, though. then she goes on Damn. to say, phew, yeah. well, had something come up yesterday, but this was just a tweet. It wasn't meant to become a thing. I was just sharing a personal L. You know, pulling the curtains back. The comics and movies are different entities. I just felt, as I said, bummed to not be invited. That's oh, an she wrote thing. the comic. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, I can see that. the movie is based on. Did ta Coach get invited? ta Coach? Did Reggie Hudlin get invited? There's been a lot of writers for Black Panther. Well, I don't know if they did or yeah, not. Yeah, I mean... They should have all got... Yeah, but then you got to invite the people said, who actually drew in the comic before. She's not saying before, that like, she should have been, but she's saying that her feelings were hurt, and she was just revealing that you can have your feelings hurt that you Well, you, you think you're popping because you wrote for a Black Panther comic, and then boom, you don't get invited to the Black Panther movie from it. <laughs> anyway, Octavia Spencer posted, I will be in Mississippi when this movie opens. I think I will buy out a theater in an underserved community there to ensure all our brown children can see themselves as a superhero. I will let you know where and when, Mississippi. Stay tuned. Well, I got a theater on the uh, 13th. Oh, you bought out the theater. It sees 300 people. So, you know, we're going to be in there doing what we do. Are you going to dress up? You know I'm wearing my Black Panther Halloween costume. Oh, my I goodness. wore my Black Panther. Listen, I was Black Panther for Halloween last year. My wife was Storm. You know I'm wearing my costume, okay? And I'm going to the Marvel premiere on the 12th, all right? And I'm going back for my screening on the 13th. Who's, who's his nemesis? Uh, Killmonger. Killmonger, like? Claw. So you're going to go just as Killmonger? I'm going to be Killmonger. Mike, first of all, Michael B. Jordan is Killmonger, so that's impossible, sir. Unless you plan to have a lot of plastic surgery before uh, <laughs> the 13th. Does he have a mask? No, he doesn't wear a mask. No. Well, you know. Don't, don't you go in blackface, yeah. Envy. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Thank you, Miss Yee. Shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Hit us up with your requests. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh.